Welcome to the podcast, The Stories of Modern Kazakh Prose. In this podcast, we will be retelling selected stories from 20th century Kazakh literature, which was born out of and transformed the unique oral traditions that historically preserved Kazakhstan's rich heritage of images, narratives, and poems. Contemporary authors from Jusebek Aymoutov and Magjan Zumabayev to Mukhtar Awezov and Anwar Alimjanov, have created prose that defines the modern Kazakh nation. With this podcast, we hope to open up their world to a wider audience. Koksirek by Mukhtar Awezov Mukhtar Awezov was a prominent Kazakh writer and an honored academic of the Soviet Union. Awezov's work had a major influence on the development of Kazakh literature. He wrote numerous essays, short stories, and plays in different genres, but his greatest literary work was an epic entitled The Way of Abai. The latter brought him the prestigious Lenin Prize in 1958. In this episode, We want to retell one of his lesser-known works, Koksirek, a story about a fierce grey wolf. The story became the basis of the 1974 Soviet drama film of the same name directed by Tolomush Okeyev, which was selected as a Soviet entry for the best foreign language film at the 47th Academy Award. A couple of wolves settled in the black ravine from which trouble often came. The she-wolf gave birth to seven cubs. She spent her days in the sun, while the male wolf would hunt. He would bring delicious prey, such as a lamb that was still alive, to feed her and the cubs. One sunny day, the she-wolf heard the sound of horses' galloping hooves. Pushing the cubs into the hole, she fled. <coughs> However, the horses' riders dragged five wolf cubs out of the hole, killing four of them and breaking the legs of the thieves. They took the youngest wolf cub with them. The humans believed that the wolves would leave the area to save the remaining cub. And indeed, the she-wolves approached the remaining wolf cub, took him by the neck and ran away. The youngest wolf cub became a pet of a little boy called Kormash. People believed that a blind wolf cub would be brought out as a dog. Two days later, the cub opened his eyes, but was afraid to leave the house. He could not tolerate the smell of the dogs. The child slept with the wolf cub. The wolf cub had grown up. They named him Koksirek. He was no different from the village puppies, but the dogs did not accept him. 
nor did Kormar's grandmother. For the wolf cub, life in the village seemed like a bondage. It was stuffy in the house. He was always hungry. Everyone in the village was surprised by the veracity of his appetite. Even though Kormash loved him and fed him well, Koksirak devoured everything. Sometimes he even stole boiled meat, for which they beat him mercilessly. But he was proud. He never cried out when he was beaten, but simply glared at people. One day, the villagers pitted Koksirak against the black dog. The fight would have ended in the deaths of the black dog, but the adults stopped the fight. The village dog stopped barking at him. Koksirak outgrew them all. He never wagged his tail. The village was attacked by wolves. People gathered to drive them away, but failed to catch them. Koksirak took part in the chase and returned later. But a while later, Koksirak disappeared for three days. When he returned, he had changed. He had become haggard. Kormash's grandmother fed him. Kormash's father offered to kill the wolf for his skin, as if hearing what they were saying about him, the wolf ran away. All the winter the wolf hunted hares, but by the end of winter there was no game left. Koksirak began to return to the village more often. That winter, Koksirak met a white she-wolf. They liked each other. Together they attacked the village. They were chased out. Leading the chase was a black piebald dog. When the rest of the pack fell behind, the white she-wolf attacked the dog and they ate it. Everyone in the neighboring village started to talk about insatiable, fierce grey wolf who was not afraid of the people. Koksirak and the white she-wolf stuck together. They ruthlessly brought down sheep and camels and it seems that Koksira could not get enough of the blood. Only in spring did he calm down. Once, returning to his lair, Koksira smelled a new, unfamiliar scent. It was the white she-wolf's brood. Koksira ran up to one wolf cup, pulled it out of the lair with his teeth and pumped it into the ground until it became a grey lump, then threw it over itself in disgust. The she-wolf managed to save the rest of the cubs. Later, the she-wolf resumed hunting with him, but she was of little use. She was overweight and clumsy. A few days later, they sensed the presence of a human. Returning to the lair, they saw that only one wolf cub with broken paws remained. 
young people galloped up next, intending to capture Kokserek and the white she-wolf. The white she-wolf was clumsy. She locked behind Kokserek and soon he lost sight of her. When he returned to the place of the chase, he found a pool of blood and realized that the humans had killed her. Ruthlessly, Kokserek began to hunt for foals. Over the summer, he grew fat. One night, Kokserek met a pack of wolves. He was much younger than the leader, but stronger and bigger. All the wolves understood that this was not the enemy, but rather the owner of these places. For several days, they hunted together, but on the next hunt, Kokserek killed the leader of the pack, becoming the leader himself. Once, they even attacked a man. It was unseen to attack people. The pack watched expectantly to see what the leader would do. Suddenly, other people rode closer, drove away the wolves and saved the man. Another time, Kokserok saw a strangely slow traveler on a camel. He decided to attack. He ran fearlessly toward the traveler, but the traveler pulled out a black stick. A sound like a thunderclap rang out, and a kind of steel wasp beat Kokserek, causing him such piercing pain that he yelped from the pain for the first time. There were drops of blood on the snow. Kokserek fled to his lair. Fortunately, the pack did not see a drop of blood, or they would have Kokserek. It took three days for the flow of blood to stench. In that time, Kokserek lost weight and grew weak. Fortunately, he came across a young mare with a foal. He ate the foal all night. A few days passed and Kokserek's leg began to hurt less. He was drawn to the black ravine to the places where he had grown up. Once, drawing close to the village, he saw a herd of sheep. Abruptly jumping out of the bush, he wanted to attack. However, the teenage shepherd screamed and there was something familiar in his voice. The boy cried, Kokserek! Kokserek! He threw a stick at Kokserek and hit his wounded leg. Full of anger, Kokserek tore up the stick and attacked the teenager. The only thing the boy saw before his death was Kokserek's familiar torn ears. It was sad for everyone in the village. Hasien, a hunter and a distant relative of Kormash, was especially bitter. Kormash's father asked at his son's grave that Hasien find Kokserek and kill him. Hasien had a dog, Akkasqa, who was famous throughout the region. Together they plotted to ambush Kokserek. Kokserek gave a short yelp and attacked. The dog and the wolf clashed again. Fang sparked like stars on a dark night. And then Akkaska, not being careful but remembering only what the man was shouting, 
stuck his nose right into the wolf's mouth and grabbed the beast tightly by the lower jaw. Now they could not be disengaged. The dog gnawed at the wolf's jaw. The wolf beat the dog and neither could knock down the other. Hassan rode closer. His horse danced under him, rearing up. Hassan's hands danced too. He threw the gun, jumped out of the saddle, and without thinking about himself, fell with his whole body on the raw hard back of the wolf. He thrust a white knife on the wolf's shoulder blade. Akaska removed his torn muzzle from the wolf's bared mouth and stepped back. Stepped back, stood for a moment, and fell on his chest. Opposing him lay great fears on his side. The hunters began to drive up, and one of them poked the wolf in the teeth with a whip, opening its black and red mouth. Everyone was amazed at how big the wolf was. The devil, said one moving away. Kokserek, Hasian said, carefully examining Akaska's wounds. The wolf's carcass was brought to the village and thrown into Kormash's yurt, where the old grandmother recognized great fears by his torn ear. Kokserek! cried the old grandmother, wringing her hands. Thrice damned. Where is your conscience, bloodsucker? And with a weak foot, she kicked the wolf in his bared mouth. Many researchers believe that Coxeric was influenced by Jack London's White Fang. But wolves and animals feature regularly in great Central Asian stories, most notably those of Chinggis Aitmatov. A of story is simultaneously realistic and symbolic. Coxeric was a grey wolf whom humans tried to domesticate, but the wolf could not be tamed, just as nature in general cannot. The rules cannot be altered and animals cannot be friends. If a man breaks the legs of a wolf pups in the hope of protecting his sheep, a wolf is capable of inflicting the same grief on the man and his children. An animal is driven by its instincts, which Awezov presents realistically. Wild nature is beautiful and cruel, and men must adapt to it, not alter it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please stay subscribed to us on your favorite podcast platforms. This podcast is produced by the Abai Center at the George Washington University and sponsored by J.C. Altin Almas. Author and writer Dina Sabirova. Narrator Madina Moldagali. Actor Ilnur Bildanov. And engineer Eldar Kudaybergen. The executive producer of this podcast is Aitolkin Kurmanova.